Morning program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Well, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage, calling in remotely. Yes, calling in remote because somebody got a little too close to a potential COVID person. <laughs> I feel so weird, Eric, being in here with this sneeze guard all by myself. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, unbeknownst to me, uh, a little bit too close, but, you know, never, never, never uh, hurts to be safe. And well, exactly. Careful. Well, and that's the whole funny story, right, is... So just the other week, we had to play a rerun of our show. So thank you, listeners, if you uh, paid attention. We actually brought back the show with Steve Talkie talking about his books on software development. And um, it, it's much more exciting than it sounds <laughs> in that short description. <laughs> uh, it was a great show. But um, but we did that because I, short notice, I, I ended up with strep throat. And so I didn't want to bring that into the studio and it was a week we were supposed to be, you know, doing all this. And it was like, okay, I'm just like, I need to back off and whatever. And then you had an event that I opted not to go to because of, you know, recuperating from the strep throat. Right. And then, and then you call me up and go, gosh, darn it. (laughs) Actually, those weren't exactly the words that you had, but it was like, so it's a bummer. I, I, we just want to remind our listeners, if you're not feeling well, Please don't go out in public or go to private social <laughs> right. events. Could we? Right, do you right. want to give a small PSA there, Eric, on that? Because well, I, I, I do. Yeah, I mean, we had a small event um, and socially distant outside, all mm-hmm. that. So fortunately, nobody's nobody's um, you know shows any symptoms or, or anything. But uh, somebody brought along a, a brother who had just flown in from Alaska, mm-hmm. and. Turns out, we found out later, wasn't feeling well. Well, if you're mm-hmm. not feeling well, don't, don't go. <laughs> just don't go. Just stay home. It's just sort of common sense. Yes. But anyway, that happened. And fortunately, that person uh, didn't stay long and and everybody, um, you know, is fine. Uh, but nonetheless, we're going to self self-isolate um, and quarantine just to, just to right. play it safe you yeah know, so which which is the right thing sure. to do let's let's just keep mm-hmm. promoting just do the right thing <laughs> well no because i mean right. that was the whole thing i was trying to be cautious around you guys because you know we've, we've talked about your dad on the show like he's he's older he's 90 mm-hmm. right he's got some yeah. health issues you know ellie your girlfriend works in healthcare working with elderly mm-hmm. and so do most of her friends yeah. and they you know that well, kind absolutely. of thing so this it's because it's not just an individual impact. It's the, the societal impact, right? That's the oh, whole thing we're all yeah. trying to do is to, you know, there's that whole saying of, you know, am, am I my brother's keeper? Well, yes, you are, <laughs> for heaven's sake, <laughs> especially in this situation. <laughs> like, let's get we real. All, we all have to just do our, our due diligence. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, mask up. Well, that's, what, that's what we're doing. And, and fortunately for us, you know, uh, you know, we made sure we were outdoors. Everybody was distant. Yeah. And it was a sunny day and a nice breeze. I know. I was bummed, guys, that you I know, didn't get just... to see that awesome garden that you have in now. Michael I Miro, know. good job on all of that. And the guys Michael, at Cousins Landscaping yeah. for doing that. 
That's right. Boy, both of those, Michael Muro did a fantastic job with the design, and it's everything we, we, we wanted and, and more. Really turned out beautiful. Nice. And yeah, Cousins Landscaping uh, did a wonderful job over the winter of getting it all set up. And uh, just looks fantastic. So really, really yeah. uh, pleased, pleased with all of that. So I'll have so. to come when you're not quarantining and get to see there all of that. Yeah, but um, okay, well, let's get to the, what the show is really all about. And right. um, do we need to be quarantined from rates right now? What's going on? Well, you know, there's there's some things to be paying attention to right now. We've got a lot going on. And if I'll, I'll tell you right now, if uh, I'll, I'll just make a prediction here. Okay. And. You know, uh, here here we go with an economics joke because oh, um, you know if you <laughs> you lined up all the economists in the world, they'd never reach a conclusion. But uh, here's my conclusion: I think we've hit bottom on interest rates. Okay, I could be wrong. And why about is that? that? But, Tell you us never why. Know for sure, you've hit bottom until about two weeks two weeks after. Um, but but we're we've seen the rates, the volatility start to increase with mortgage rates, and and what happened um, about. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago now at this point, the FHFA, the Federal Housing Finance Administration, um, which is a, a, um, uh, a government agency that has oversight over Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the main, um, you know, main mortgage secondary markets for, for mortgages, where the majority of your mortgages go after your loan closes, uh, made an, a surprise announcement a couple weeks ago. Uh, implementing a one-half of a percent, what they call adverse market fee on all refinance transactions. And they made that fee retroactive, which caught the entire mortgage industry by surprise because this has never happened before. Retroactive to when? Well, it was basically what, what we mean by retroactive is they made it effective for any mortgages being delivered to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac in September. Well, these are loans that lenders are already working on today. The rates have been locked in. We've already committed to the interest rates to our customers. And so we're going to have to pay this fee, um, even though that fee has not been collected from from the customers. So we're talking about writing some really, really big checks. Well, okay, Uh, you're saying retroactive, but it's not going in until September, but you've got files in process. So is it just anything that's actively in process or things that already closed? Anything that, that to, to be delivered to Fannie Mae in September. Now, before we go too far on that, um, just um, this week, Fannie or FHFA said, "Oh, we're, we're going to we're going to delay that until loans delivered in December." So, so they gave us a little bit of a delay, and immediately, what happened in our financial markets is, is we saw rates dip down just a little bit um, because uh, lenders had already built in this this half a percent extra fee. You know, into the into the pricing. Okay. So what will happen is we're going to have about a thirty day, thirty to forty five day window now, where we do not have to to worry about this this adverse fee. But after that, we will. So think about it like this: you've got September. Um, once loans mm-hmm. start to go in, be originated and locked in in October, those loans are most likely going to be delivered to Fannie Mae in December. Okay. And they're going to contain that fee. So we have a little bit of a reprieve on this this ridiculous tax, um, which really is ridiculous. Um, and you know, for maybe a month, a little bit more possibly, um, and then the rates are going to go up. Okay, what's the so what's I the point of the adverse? Oh, okay, but what's yeah, the point of the, the adverse market fee? 
Do you want to know my opinion? Okay. Um, or do you want to know what, what the FHFA says? I think but I would like to know say, both. <laughs> okay. Well, the FHFA says that is is a adverse market fee, which is uh, being charged uh, due to increased risk of volatility due to COVID. Um, but they're only charging this on refinances. They're not charging it on purchase transactions. Well, which is the probably the more risky side. It is. It absolutely is. So, so that that explanation, which is why I'm kind of just rolled my eyes when I read that. Um, really, what this is all about, in my opinion, is uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Since the Great Recession, have been under government conservatorship, mm-hmm. and there is a goal to take. Fannie and Freddie out of conservatorship, right. but before that can happen, they have to show that they have the financial strength and stability to do that. Got it. Well, nothing like an extra half a percent fee on every single refinance to kind of pad the pad the books, right? Make their balance sheets look fat and fat and happy. They're mm-hmm. already making record profits, but this is just kind of one step further. So, in, in my opinion, this is a superfluous fee. And it's being used only to to pad the balance sheets of Fannie and Freddie, so it's unprecedented. We haven't seen anything mm-hmm. like this, um, you know, where they've they've hit you know something quite like. Well, I guess. Well, we it's certainly not stopping like people from getting refis oh, because the rates are not. still so and, good. And let me clarify: this is a half a percent fee, not to the interest rate, but to mm-hmm. your loan fee, right? Which is equivalent of increasing interest rates maybe an eighth of a percent. Mm-hmm. So it's not the end of the world. Um, but for a lender that wasn't expecting it, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know, we have to write a, a check, right? Um, you know, for an extra half a percent. There goes our there goes our our margins, and and so it, it is a real big hit to the industry. So this, uh, unfortunately, folks will be passed along. On top of the, the fact that there's like, like loan that. servicers having issues because of the people who exactly. are in forbearance. Exactly. Right. So. So we, we combine that with comments this week by Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell uh, at the uh, annual Jackson Hole Summit. So it's a big economic summit um, that the inflation targets for the country may go up a little bit. They're going to be a little more, what do you call, flexible. Um, mm-hmm. The Fed's always main, been maintaining some, something about a 2% goal for inflation. Um, and, and now they're, they're saying, well, maybe we'll go to 25 We're going to be a little bit more flexible about it. That also can put a little bit of upward pressure on interest rates, you know, because if inflation mm-hmm. goes up, rates will go up, you know, right along, right along with it. So we've got these factors that are that are hovering out there, and that's why I think rates have bottomed out. Uh, so if you've been putting off refinancing, you're waiting for that extra little little dip uh, with interest rates. It may never happen. You know, so you might want to really take that into consideration. Um, with that said, the rates are still fantastic. uh, Yeah, we've got about a minute and a half, so why don't you uh, plow on through those for us. Well, the national average right now, 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, the national average is 2.95%. Homebridge is actually even lower than that today. Um, If you're looking at a 15-year fixed-rate, national average is 2.375. FHA and VA, 2.35% for a 30-year fixed-rate loan. Crazy good. you know, if you're a veteran, you should buy. You should, you uh, should yeah. Buy, uh, or or yeah. refinance. Uh, you know, you know, we can even do um, renovation loans for veterans, zero mm-hmm. down. 
Yeah. So if you want right. to, if you're a veteran, want to buy a home, need some, need some help, need some work. Yes. Don't like the orange carpet or the. Mm-hmm. the, the I just took know, a specialized the, class on that. Yes, that is accurate. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then let's look at jumbo interest rates as well. Jumbo have, have got to um, hurry. Come down a little bit. They're still bit three point two five percent with no loan fee. That's still pretty amazing. So that's super amazing. Okay, well, we're about to go into a break. So, listeners, that's some pretty fantastic information. But we're going to go further on that when we get back from these messages about how this is impacting the housing market and competition. We'll be right back with Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House at Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we and are you know, uh, we're here. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. No, go you go right it. ahead because we can't see each other because you're not in studio today. I know. I'm working remotely today. So we are here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. And sometimes on Sundays as well from 3 to 4 o'clock. And we're always available on podcast. Go to your favorite, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, you can become a subscriber and you can get notified every week when we have a new posting. And you can go back and listen to old shows, which we have. I've been sending a lot of people to our podcast sites lately because of all the questions that I get all the time where I'm like, oh, we covered that. (laughs) Let me send that to you. We've covered so many different topics, including, I mean, if you want to know about insurance for your oil tank, you want to know Mm -hmm. about uh, reverse mortgages, you want to to know the best neighborhoods that are within walking distance of a Dick's drive-in, we've got the show for it. We do. It's funny that you should mention that. (laughs) I was just driving by the one down in Tukwila the other day, or Des Moines, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, no, and I thought of our show because I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually, I drove by the one in uh, kind of the North Beach area just the other day, too, because I, I, you know, you would laugh uh, because I went and for my, my birthday this last weekend, um, I took myself up to Anacortes for a, about right. a day and a half, right, and had a good time up there. And so when I left Monday morning, um I basically hit multiple counties because I left Skagit County in the most western portion of Anacortes by the terminal ferry to the San Juans. <laughs> Drove all the way through that and Snohomish, through to King, went to my office, and then I had showings. Well, then I had to go back into North Seattle where I was showing property in North Beach, Magnolia, Wallingford, Leshy. Then I had to drive to Tacoma, <laughs> so I made it all the way down to Pierce County. <laughs> All in one day, doing all this like driving, I was like, "This has been a heck of a day." <laughs> it's a lot of miles wow. on the car. That's a lot of driving. Yeah, and I actually looked at property up in Anacortes because I'm I'm considering a second home, right? So oh, there you go. Yeah, so I was doing real estate in like all these areas. <laughs> it's kind of fun. But I also want to thank the ladies at Tides of Anacortes for a wonderful experience shopping there over the weekend. Um, bought all my new like fall through winter stuff from them i just i absolutely adore that shop so much that i tried to get them to open a second shop in renton this last year but uh yeah love 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 those ladies they just are amazing and the the choices in this little small shop it's just it's incredible it's incredible 
the number of people that in style of body types and age groups that they can they can dress. So anyway, I'm just a little shout out to them because I love them so much. Well, you've you've um you've been sporting some of their some of their styles for a while. And yeah. Really, really nice. I, that, nice it's pretty spot. much one of the only places, other than a spot called Be Chic up in Friday Harbor. That's where I've been doing all my shopping because it's unique. <laughs> Everything's unique and interesting, and you know it's it's boat friendly, but it's also you know with the kind of work that I do, very you know like uh, dressy, casual, beautiful. You know, some of it's more dress up, but I mean it's they have the fabrics are beautiful, high quality. Well priced. I mean, they're not outrageous. It's better priced than going somewhere like, sorry, Nordstrom, but I mean, you know, it, but it's more unique. And I just, yeah, I, I yeah. absolutely, her buying, I, Jennifer Mann is the owner there. And um, she just is phenomenal in what she does. She left like a corporate job five years ago because they just had their five year anniversary, just like we're about to have a five year anniversary wow, of this show, coming right? Coming that's up, end right, of September. And, um, yeah, so I was showing them some love cause I, you know, I'm trying to support local also. Right. And, and so it was just, it was really yeah. great to be able to go and be in the shop and see how they're handling things in a COVID friendly way and, you know, that kind of stuff, but just wonderful, wonderful, lovely people there. So can't say enough Aww. good things about it. Um, that's good. Yes. That's good. But I can't say good things all the time about what's going on on the housing side of things. Right, because we were just talking yeah. in the first segment about what's going on with interest rates, and then also this FHFA announcement that you just were discussing, right, and how that's impacting mm-hmm. refinances. So, so what I want to ask you, Eric, is, you know, from the standpoint, because people keep asking me, you know, should I refi? Should I do something else? You know, I, I get these questions all the time, just like you do. But you know, my clients, past clients, or friends, people know I'm in the industry. They start asking me questions, right? And Mm -hmm. the refi question kicks in because, you know, and how it impacts us on the real estate side is that all these people who are going and refinancing their properties right now, in the vast majority of situations, it's because they've deemed that house where they're going to be for a while. Right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. But then there's also a, a smaller group that will get into a little bit of trouble because if they refinance now, owner occupied, mm-hmm. and then a month later they decide, oh, I found another home. I want to buy that one. Well, and sometimes occupied. that's not even what they're doing. They're just like, I'm going to go ahead and refi now because I am going to rent it out and I want better cash flow. And right. what is it that they're missing out in their logic? Well, what they're missing out on is that the deed of trust that you sign has a clause in it that says you shall occupy the property as your principal residence for one year. So if if you can if you refinance as an owner occupant and then you you vacate that home or convert it to a rental within the first year, you are technically uh, in violation of your deed. You know, if the lender finds out about that, they could in theory um, call the loan due or could reprice the loan as a non-owner occupied loan, which would require, a, which would have a higher interest rate. So it's, it's not something that, you know, as a lender, we cannot, you know, in good conscience recommend that we never would. Right. Um, and I have a question for you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we ask us all the time. Yeah. Well, so here's where my question comes in because 
I was chatting with someone recently who was kind of suggesting that they might do something like this. And, and, and not, not because, oh no, actually it was a purchase, pardon me. So they were going to purchase and the, the issue that came up was, well, but we're in a lease in this place in Bellevue right now. So, but we want to buy now while the rates are low. So what do we do if we buy it and then we rent it out for a short term before we move in? Cause we want to, we want to complete our lease. And mm-hmm. I went, I'm sorry, you want to do what? I went, for yeah. how long? Because I've been looking for a couple months with this gal. I said, for how long? Like, well, you know, our lease is May of next year. And I went, oh. I'm like, you're, and just like you were saying, there's the language that says owner-occupied, and that's what your rate is. And so what I what I pointed out to them, and this is part of where my question is going to go for you, Eric, um, you're saying, you know, if your lender finds out, right? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. what's the likelihood of them, like, doing a drive-by and finding out, is that your car? Like, I mean, that's, it's kind of a weird thing to say. But um, but here's what I started thinking about. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Because when you have a rental, you hold your insurance differently, owner-occupied to rental, right? That's right. Wouldn't that's right. that possibly be a trigger to your lender if you changed Absolutely. the kind of insurance? Yeah, absolutely it would. Uh, you're, that's, that's in fact, when if you look at a list of closing costs with, with any lender, one of the items on there is called a tax service fee. And it's usually 40 to $70. But that tax service fee is a monitoring fee that will look at, at both property taxes and homeowner's insurance. Mm-hmm. If, um, and if the binder changes, if your insurance changes from a owner-occupied homeowner's policy mm-hmm. to a renter's policy or what they call a fire-only policy, uh, the lender's going to be triggered uh, you know, on that, that, that there's, uh, there is a change in occupancy. Um, then they're going to look at it. Well, what, what happened to my mailing address? What happened? Mm-hmm. Um, all these sort of things. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and most consumers, cause when I brought all this, um, logic as I like to call it, um, up to this young mm-hmm. couple, <laughs> cause they're an unmarried couple, uh, as I was walking them through all of these things, they're in their mid twenties and all of a sudden you could see their eyes just like, Oh, there's a lot of <laughs> so stuff to there, think yeah. about, huh? There, there are some factors there. Well, yeah. And I'm and, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Going back to the deed of trust, there's another provision in the deed of trust that says, number one, you shall occupy the home for one year, but also that you take occupancy within 60 days. Yes, and that was one of the other things I pointed out to them. Yeah, I mean, you could do a rent back, but only for a couple of months. After that, Mm -hmm. you got to move in. And if you don't, um, then that that's going to be a problem. Well, and and, and that actually is practical application because... I don't think you were the lender on it, but we had a transaction in this last uh, one year where someone had written it with a 60-day rent back, and their mm-hmm. lender came back and said, no, 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 you have to be moved in by 60th day. So you need to change your closing date to have it be 50, mm-hmm. or not the, the occupancy change, uh, sorry, of yeah, 59 yeah. days. It can't be 60. You have to be oh. in it. It is yours and vacant by the other party by yeah, day 60. They could, they could do that. There are some loans also that, uh, in fact, we just had one that was a jumbo loan, which are very, very picky, mm-hmm. uh, where we knew the customer was 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 renting. Uh, we had required a, a copy of their lease agreement, and it also mm-hmm. was a May, a May lease, and he was required to um, break the lease. 
you know, to pay wow. the, the, the fee to, to break the lease because we had to confirm occupancy. So definitely something that, that lenders are looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, those rules will vary a little bit depending on the type of loan, but generally take occupancy with 60 days. You got to live in it for at least one year. After right. that, you do whatever you want. You know, convert it to rental. It doesn't matter. Any Anything is, yeah. is fair game. So this is true on both refi as well as purchase. And so I want to make sure our listeners are gathering all of that knowledge into their heads and understanding that because, you know, everyone's kind of in a different position here and there on stuff. But um, I think it's key mm-hmm. that you and I keep talking about these things because I think we've mentioned this before, but maybe not in as much detail. Mm-hmm. And right. so I think it's it's really critical um, we haven't quite yet got to how this has impacted what's going on in the housing market other than, hey, here's risk you run if you do these things, right? Because that's part of what our show is all about is like these are practical things for you to learn, share among the people that you know, share this podcast with someone after the fact, you know, kind of thing. Um, I think it's super, super key that people really start wrapping their brains around what this looks like. Um, We're going to come up here on another break in about 30 seconds. So I'm going to start wrapping this up right now. But I promise when we come back in the next segment, we will talk about how it has created this like really insane competitive environment right now because all those refis are staying put for the most part. So we're going to talk about that when we get back with Open House with Team Reba with myself and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And Eric Austin's here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yeah, working from home. That's right. That's right. What does the, the recorder call say you know, when you call into a company? There may be strange noises coming. Oh. <laughs> working from home. So, I, I, I guarantee you, you're not going to hear the sound of the toilet flushing, though. So uh, be quiet well, here. thank you for that. <laughs> I know I did ask you that when we were doing the, the prep for all of this. I was like, please tell me you're not in the hall bath right now. <laughs> <laughs> was that was it that an attorney that they had on like one of the shows where they're like, and there's a guy in court while he's in the bathroom. That's disturbing, but uh, that is not happening on this show. We'll just let all of our listeners know you can feel good that there will be no no strange situations. But um, what I do want to talk about because we've been leading up to this in the last two segments talking about the mortgage world and what's going on with refinances purchase market, rates, all that kind of stuff. Um, How is that impacting the housing market? And I can tell you for a fact that at least here locally in the Seattle market, um, you know, with all these people doing the refinances, uh, what it's helping lead into is a continued housing shortage. There's just not enough homes coming on market that are particularly marketable that um, are matching what's going on with the buyer activity, right? So, because if you have a lot of people who are saying, hey, I'm going to stay in place for a while, and that house is now not going to be available for the next three, five, seven, 15, or however many years, right? Then we have fewer homes that are becoming available. And so it's really those folks who have made a decision, maybe the work from home options that are available now. We have started seeing a lot of that kind of activity starting to pick up. Where people are saying, hey, 
maybe I don't need to buy in the more expensive part of the area to be close to my job because if I only have to commute a couple days a week, I'll deal with it and I'll buy more Absolutely. house further out or in another environment. Yeah. 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 We have a lot of that going on. And, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, especially cause I was sick, um, you and I haven't done our, um, Facebook lives. Right. So it's, cause I lost my voice. I mean, let's just get real. I lost my voice for at least a week. And, and so those things have been kind of on the back burner a little bit, but I want us to restart those. Um, cause some of the things that I've been showing is that like the new listings I go like right now, real time, I'm looking at the Northwest multiple listing service, which is what our, most of the agents for Washington state get, you know, access to the properties that we're selling and new over the last seven days, we have new listings of 2,248, but we have pending sales of 4,108. Wow. That's way up from even two months ago. Well, yeah. it's Yeah. When you and I first started doing all this, because I was looking at it the other day, and I'm like, wow, when we had all the shutdown in April, you know, just in this four-month period, there has been a huge change. So the pending sales have doubled. They've more than doubled. And this number is actually a little bit lighter than I've seen in the last couple of weeks. I've been seeing like 4,300, 4,400. We've been seeing some record numbers because even before COVID, we were already in the three, you know, like 3,600 to 3,900 pending sales a week. And, you know, the now what's something else to point out here is listing price reduced, meaning people overshot their price. Right, because we keep talking about, yes, there's a lot of competition, and there is, but for only about 20% of the homes. And the listing price reduced segment is now over 1000 a week. That started out at, in April at only about three or 400 a week, and it has almost tripled at this stage. Right? Interesting. So, yeah, yeah so, it's... And it's making a difference. What's your analysis of that? So the way I always look at it is like, okay, yes, there's the people who overshot. Um, Yes, they overshot. And here's the other thing. Part of that also comes from the standpoint of there's people. I mean, if you are looking at listings regularly, like I have to do, uh, there's also a lot of junk getting put on the market, right? In In my side of the industry, it's like it's not selling if it's not compelling, right? So like if there's bad odors, poor condition, you know, we're seeing a lot of houses that look really rough being put on market. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of sellers who their home is maybe 20 years old or 40 years old or somewhere, you know, like basically what I'm describing is it's where it needs a lot of major updates such as mm-hmm. roofs, like meaning maintenance systems, not cosmetic necessarily. So we're seeing a lot of transactions where there's issues because lots of major maintenance has now come up and I I know I'm working with my clients saying, okay, you're going to get in this competitive offer on this house, but let's really talk about what it's going to cost you over the next five years. Let's look at what those systems are and what the basic general cost of that might be. Are you willing to take the list price, go above that, and then also take on all of these major items that are going to be necessary, right? So that's that's one thing that's going on is some people are like, mm, no, I'm not going to jump in on that one. And there's probably some buyers out there who aren't getting particularly great advice because um, I can tell you there's a lot of agents who don't have the same eye for those details um, or background to understand them. 
but what we're seeing is, you know, the the highly competitive ones, um, some of them are filing, falling out uh, because the solds are only at 2,613, Eric. So, wow. Not quite less than half, right? I mean, it's 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 still you know we're getting about maybe five eighths of the deals done, and so what's happening is there's lots of comments on like back on market um, listings where they're saying buyer got cold feet, right? Mm-hmm. Or right, the inspection right. fails out, or the financing mm-hmm. failed because you and I talk all the time about people aren't necessarily getting the right pre approvals, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And so we can't talk enough about get the right pre-approvals because we're, we're still seeing issues where people haven't been fully vetted out and then they get into it and it's like, oh no, like this deal's going to fall apart because this person's not truly qualified. Right. And, And then what happens too, if you're, if you're selling in that situation, now your home has a stigma, a a black mark on it. It Mm -hmm. has a, yeah, exactly. You know, people are going to be, why did it fail? What's wrong with this mm-hmm. house? What's going on? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's better to do your due diligence up front, make sure your home looks good, is right. Mm-hmm. If there's deferred maintenance, things that are going to pop up in an inspection, take care of them before you list the home. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, well, I don't want to do that because I don't want to know. I'd rather be ignorant of it. It's like, well, just know that that also could be why people won't buy your house. You know, because people don't want to buy someone else's problem. You know, but so I wanted on this show, as you know, we've got about four and a half minutes before the break. Um, I wanted to share like this crazy, I want to start this whole like, what the segment of our shows (laughs) when we have the opportunity, because there's always a like, what the heck, you know, kind of situation that both you and I run into all the time and sometimes together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so here's the deal. So as an example of a pending sale that then went kaput, um, technical term. Uh, so I have this awesome client. She's a past client who's come back to work with me and lover, lover, lover. She's such a sweetheart. And um, she came to me with a, a very specific need. And so she's someone I, mean, I won't get into like her name or any of this, stuff, but, but just know she has this beautiful, um, but also tragic story of she's a, a woman who was a single mom for a very long time of a special needs child um, who in 2008 passed away uh, at the age yeah. of 21. Um, and, yeah. and the thing is, is God love her that she was able to have that many years with him because when he was born, um, because of you know the issues that he had, she was originally told he would only last a few days, if not just a few weeks. And she fought like crazy uh, to advocate for him. And I actually became uh, a donor towards Children's Therapy Center, which is a place where he received um, services. And they're a great organization. And so anyway, many, so I was helping her many years ago with investment property because since he had survived for so long, she was afraid he might outlive her. So that's how we worked together originally. So here it is many years later, 2008. He passed away, and one of his favorite things was to go blow bubbles down at Redondo Beach, and they would do that every week, and she has this dream of wanting to live near Redondo Beach, looking at the water and looking at the place where his ashes were laid, and I mean, it's like I get choked up 
every time I start talking about this, like I'm getting choked up right now because it's just, it's so just heartbreaking, but heartwarming. And Mm -hmm. it's part of why I do what I do because I love being able to help someone in this kind of situation. And, and you did, you found her like the perfect place. Right. We did. But the, the story behind it though, too, involves more because we were in a competitive situation for this place and she lost out to the highest dollar, which was a cash deal. And how this applies to this market watch that we're talking about, Eric, is that was a pending deal for two weeks. And that cash deal, and I had asked the other agent, can we get in backup position? And so we kept sending backup offers, and she wouldn't quite sign off on it. She kept asking us to remove certain things. And she wouldn't sign. But lo and behold, the day they were supposed to close, the agent called me and said, hey, um, this deal's failing. I went, really? Why? And she said, apparently the woman, she lives in Arizona and she woke up, didn't feel well. So this is interesting. She called her financial planner and he told her not to buy it. (laughs) Right? Like, don't call your doctor when you don't feel good. Call your financial planner because apparently it, it didn't sit well in her gut. And so they canceled. Now that opened up the opportunity for us. And so because I had written a love letter on behalf of my client and I sent a collage of photos of her son and herself spreading his ashes and it really pulled at the heartstrings of this agent. She's like, I really want your client to have this place. I'm doing everything I can to tell my seller that she should sell to her. And I'm going to tell the rest of the story when we get back after these messages and uh, Eric, I know as we go through part of this story, you're also going to have some words to the wise about if you're going to try and use a line of credit to be part of your down payment. Okay, so we're going to get back to that in just a few moments after these messages at Open House with Team Reba. Be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage calling remotely today. Yeah, and this is Reba Hass from Team Reba. Still dancing in my chair to that song every time it comes on. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so well, thanks for listening, everybody. You know, we we yeah. uh, today we've got a, a really good story and some important lessons to be learned from it. And, uh, and yeah. hopefully we got a good, nice, happy ending from it as well. When we say we have story problems, sometimes there's just this great story and we have to work out a problem. <laughs> it's yeah, not so just math. Actually, you know what? Before we jump into that, Reba, too, yeah. if somebody wants to reach you and they've got their own story problem, how do they reach you? That's fairly simple. If it's a generic thing that you just want to get our team's attention, you can email info at teamreba.com. If you want more of a private session, please contact me at reba at teamreba.com. And I have been giving my cell phone number out. And thank you. I've been getting calls from some listeners. Uh, If you can text me before you call, that would be very helpful (laughs) because then I know that a listener is about to call me. Uh, But you can reach me at 206-910-3429. And how about you, mister? Well, I'm always available for confidential story problems as well and trying to work out just the different, you know, navigate the rules and the guidelines, and the regulations and everything. You can catch me. You can email me, eric at ericismybanker.com. That's Eric with a C. 
or you can also call me anytime, 206-915-ERIC-3742. All right. So, okay, going back to this beautiful story, right? So we have the cash deal that fails at the last minute. I'm called by this agent who says, I really want my, she's like, this touches my heart. I really, I I want your client to get this place. I have other people with a lot of interest because they'd already had the other people that had the, you know, part of the multiple offers. There was at least like five offers on this place the first time we went around. And so here's, here's what, um, we're going to use these as examples for our listeners of like what some people are demanding or trying to put you through and kind of the uh, good, bad and ugly of some of that. So we wrote another great offer. It was still above asking price at her top end of what she was willing to pay for this place at the time. And so we wrote it, sent it in and we're like, we can, you know, I talked to you, Eric, cause you're the lender on this. And it was like, what's, what's the fastest we could close. And so you gave me that timeline. We're like, okay, great. We're going to put that in there. The price is still really good. Um, then we were asked, well, do we, we want as few contingencies as possible. So we went ahead and we did a pre-inspection, right? And on a condo, that's usually not too bad, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of minor stuff. Every, every house has stuff, including condos. So we went ahead and we got that done and out of the way, okay? So now we have an offer, pre-inspection completed. And then they come back and they tell us, no, now we want you to sign off on the resale certificate. Because I found out later in this story, that's what the cash deal used. Because I thought that they got their earnest money because she just like last minute. Here's the thing. She never waived. So there's a usually a 10 days for a HOA to get you the resale certificate. And then sure. a buyer gets five days to review that, five business days. Well, because they were a 10-day closing, that resale cert came in at the very tail end. And even though the woman said she admitted that she just changed her mind, they used that notice of cancellation saying, and that got her earnest money back. So the seller now has a dead deal, no earnest money for the dead deal that really is because the woman changed her mind. It's not because she didn't agree and think everything was fine in the HOA, but you can do that for any reason. Right. And so she just sent a notice of cancellation based on the review of the resale certificate. So this other eight, and and this is important too, because you and I talk all the time about making sure you're working with a skilled agent. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. So I find this out through all these conversations with the agent as we're going back and forth and back because she keeps, every time she calls me back, she's got another requirement for our client. And so now it's like, well, now we want you to, we're sending you the resale cert in advance. Please review that and sign off on that. So we email it quickly to our client. I'm like, do you have time tonight to review this? And she's like, I'll make time. So, cause she's trying to get her house ready to sell. Right. So yeah, she, right. she runs through, I mean, these pages, you know, it's like a 180 page document tip, typically. So she gets through all of that and she's like, yes, I'm fine. Cause she's like, can you give me any help on like what to look for? And I, I have articles that give us some suggestions. And then I gave her a litany of things over the phone of like, look for this and 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 this. And so, so she did that. Right. And then she's like, yeah, I'll go ahead and sign off on that. And we're like, okay, fine. Then the woman comes back to us and she's like, now my client wants you to waive financing, even though we know she's using a loan. And we're like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's uh, I think you and I had that conversation. It like, is. She wants what? Yeah. yeah. 
because I had to call you and say, Eric, what's, you know, like, we know the client is super well qualified, but she's doing 10% down because, and you want I don't want to go too deep into this, but you wanted to mention that HELOCs to be used as down payment on a new house. Right. How um, long are they taking? 90 days. Right. And we're trying to close something in three weeks. So that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Just a little bit of backstory on that. This is true with almost every lender out there right now. When COVID hit, Mm -hmm. many, many lenders suspended uh, offering home equity lines of credit. And and so they're slowly coming back. But the Mm -hmm. ones that that have continued just got inundated with volume. And and so there's just a long line. It's it's. Yeah. Space Mountain at Disneyland, you know, it's kind of what we're the mm-hmm. most popular ride in the park. And, and so yeah. it's going to take 90, 90 days or possibly more. So if you're just getting around to thinking, oh, maybe I'll pull some equity out of my home, my current home, use that as a down payment for the new home. And uh, and then I'll sell my current home, you know, once everything closes. Um, be prepared. Be sure if you be prepared for that because yeah. it's going to take some time. Right, exactly. Yep. So, um, so thank you. Okay, so she had actually looked at that as a potential option. I said, well, if the house that you want or the place that you want shows up, we may not have all your stuff ready yet. So we can't jump. So she borrowed against her 401k instead, right? Because the thing is, she's got all this equity in her house in Kent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like she would be able to put close to 90% down if we had her house sold already. In fact, she might have been almost able to pay cash. But right now she's not, she's not there yet. So we ended up, um, you know, she looked into her 401k. She was able to borrow the maximum amount of that. So she has that, but that only fits a 10% down plus closing costs. Right. So, so we're working around all of that, but now I'm asked wave financing. Now, when I say work with somebody who knows what they're doing, here are a few things that really torqued me off in the conversations with this agent. And that made it very clear to me that she knew nothing about the forms. So she starts, first of all, she says, my seller won't pay this HOA reserve dues, the two months that you have to, you know, at the closing. And I went, that's a buyer paid fee. Your seller can't deny it. I don't like, did you explain that to her? Did, does she know what that is? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, my eyes, I'm just like, okay, oh God. And so I'm like, seller doesn't get to say what that is. Okay. Like that's for the reserves. That's yeah. how HOAs <laughs> had their reserves. Every time there's a transfer of ownership, they get two months from the new buyer coming in and then the prorated amount for the month of when it closed. And she's like, oh, I said, could you please explain that to her? She's like, oh, yeah, 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 I will. I'm like, and yourself? <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So then, you know, so we have that. And then she starts trying to tell me which document I'm supposed to use for waiving the financing. Because we, we had a long conversation with our client because we were also asked to have her make non-refundable earnest money. And we're probably not even going to be able to tell the rest of the, I'm going to like speed up on this because we only have like 45 seconds before we go into the end of our show. But we prepped everything with our client 
But I also had to explain to the other agent, I'm like, I know I can't put a financing addendum and the response form in the offer. I have to use this evidence of funds. And then it's explained this way. I'm like, could you please go talk to your designated broker? And on text message, she comes like, oh, apparently you were right. I'm like, thanks. Uh, (laughs) And then she finally eventually tells me. She only got her license to do her own real estate deals. And this is just a friend of hers that she's helping out. Yeehaw for me. But there you go. Yeah. So, listeners, we thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us on this Saturday. And please feel free to come back and listen to the show again on podcast if you want to pick up some of the tips that we talked about today. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.